Hey, what is going on? It is Crypto Bobby, and welcome to another episode, another edition of the Crypto Bobby podcast. And today, uh, a couple different things to talk about when it does come down to the industry as a whole. Tezos or XTZ was added to Coinbase, Coinbase Pro to be specific, and popped about 20 plus percent. And it's interesting because are, are we seeing right now maybe a little bit of a resurgence in the much fabled, the much storied Coinbase listing pump that actually was kind of seemed like a bearish thing for, for quite a while uh, for a number of different crypto assets. We'll talk about that. Also want to talk about just more crypto representatives in front of the U.S. government again and again and again. And Ripple coming out, uh, Ripple CEO Brad Garlinghouse coming out and calling Facebook arrogant, which I thought was relatively interesting. But before we hop into that, I want to talk to you guys about my friends over at Roan. If you haven't heard about Roan yet, you are absolutely missing out. Roan is a men's performance lifestyle and premium activewear brand that is engineered for unparalleled quality and comfort. They're an absolute necessity right now for guys in the go. If you are training in the gym, jumping on an international flight doesn't necessarily matter. It is the go-to men's clothing brand. My favorite right now, it's the workout shorts and shirt. I basically, since I run my own company now and work from home, I pretty much wear them on a 24-7 basis. But now Roan has just released their new amazing commuter collection, which is perfect for looking great and staying comfortable in the office, in the heat. The new commuter collection is fantastic with pants, polos, shirts, shorts, whatever it is, all lightweight, comfortable, wrinkle-free. And if you go to Roan, dot com slash bobby today and use promo code bobby it's b-o-b-b-y to get 20 percent off your first purchase that is r-h-o-n-e dot com slash b-o-b-b-y promo code b-o-b-b-y for 20 percent off roan.com slash bobby promo code bobby let's hop into it there's a couple different things that we can talk about today when it does come down to the cryptocurrency markets number one Tezos got added or is getting added to Coinbase Pro. And Coinbase editions in the past six months to a year really have been a whole lot of like nothing burgers. Really not much has happened. Not much has been of note. There really hasn't been much interesting when it comes down to Coinbase editions at all. If anything, they've almost been like a bearish thing. So Coinbase has announced today that they are adding... Tezos, XTZ, to Coinbase Pro. But Tezos is up, according to the chart, about 22%, which is pretty damn good. And that's 22% against Bitcoin, which is done all right, up about a percent or so today. And why does that matter? Why does that why why is that notable at all? Well, a couple different things you can glean from this. Number one, if you look at the real 10 exchanges, the, the quote unquote real 10 exchanges from the Bitwise reports, you have like the Coinbases, you have um, the Geminis, the Itbits, uh, basically the, the, the exchanges where there actually is real volume. And of those exchanges right now, out of those 10 exchanges, Tezos is only on two of them. It's only on Bitfinex and it's only on Kraken. And with both of those exchanges, I would say that at least for a lot of people, a lot of people look at Bitfinex with a negative light. 
whether rightfully or, or unjustifiably so, however you want to look at it. A lot of people look at Bitfinex in a pretty negative light. And then on Kraken, Kraken is definitely not the largest cryptocurrency exchange by any stretch. It's it's done pretty well. I feel like it's it's made a good bounce back since 2017. But when you look at like the Binances of the world, the Coinbases, Tezos was never available there until now, coming up in the future. And the market has reacted really well, really positively to that. So it has been good to see, but it also does bring up kind of an interesting uh, thought there as well, because Tezos is one of the largest ICOs that have, has kind of gone on. There was a lot of drama around the legal foundation. And there also is a active lawsuit. So um, to my knowledge and kind of from the behind the scenes conversations that I've heard in the past, one of the big things that Tezos uh, has done is has avoided paying any type of, of listing fees. And when you look at Binance, Binance traditionally charges whether it has been in the past or now it goes into some type of charity arm. Binance traditionally has, has charged some type of listing fee. And now you look at kind of Coinbase going the, or Tezos Foundation and Tezos going the, the Coinbase route over Binance Interesting to see what Binance will do now because I, I'm hesitant to think that Tezos would actually pay any type of listing fee. Coinbase doesn't charge a listing fee for that. So kind of brings up some, some interesting thoughts around how things might pan out with Binance and if other companies will, will end up going that, that route as well. Another pretty big piece of news today was blockchain launching a new exchange and that is blockchain.com, not just like the blockchain buzzword that everybody uh, has to use in every single facet of their daily life. But blockchain.com launched a new exchange that they're calling the pit, which is actually, I think, a pretty good name for the exchange. They've gotten a ton of blowback, a ton of negative feedback, because uh, for their wallet, for the Bitcoin wallet, they still have not enabled SegWit on their Bitcoin wallet, which they've been promising for a, a long time. So if you go on Twitter, basically all the mentions for for this uh, new blockchain launch are just people bitching and moaning saying one segwit, one segwit, one segwit. The interesting part, at least to me, about the blockchain exchange launch, the pit, is kind of how they're approaching it with a focus on launching with data center technology rather than really on-premise data center technology rather than cloud technology that a lot of the other crypto exchanges have been built on in the past. And the reason they say they're doing that is because these market makers and high frequency traders in the crypto space are looking to co-locate servers in as close a proximity to these data centers as they possibly can. And by enabling that, they're going to attract more liquidity in the long run. Will that actually work out? Will we see any liquidity go to the pit and, and blockchain? It remains to be seen. Uh, not exactly sure how this is gonna pan out. Another kind of interesting component with this too is that you know they have a ton of, uh, of wallets. They have a lot of, you know, they have a lot of traffic, a lot of users. Will they be able to kind of use that customer acquisition engine at all to drive the funnel to blockchain users? And then lastly, one of the things that I think that they're, they're looking at, and this will again be kind of interesting to watch how this plays out. Um, I myself have a, a little bit, maybe not necessarily doubts, but I, I'm hopeful that it will work to the benefit of, of consumers. But 
they're trying to enable as much of non-custodial trade as possible, basically allowing people to, to, to keep their own keys and to not have to store their Bitcoin, their crypto assets on, uh, on the exchange or on the exchange for a long time and kind of enable for very quick, uh, quick access from cold storage to trading on an exchange. And while I think that in theory, that is fantastic, I think that uh, that type of non-custodial trade, whether you're looking at the the, exchange, the, the decentralized or the non-custodial exchanges on Ethereum or, or something that you know, Arwin is doing or anything with what you have with blockchain, I do think that it's a noble cause. I don't know if there's enough demand for it in the market. So we'll see how it shakes out in the long run because I think as much as people want to say, not your keys, not your coin, uh, you know, all that type of thing, I think most people are still lazy son of a bitches and don't really care that much about providing custody to a Coinbase or to a Binance or to a Gemini or to a Bitfinex or to whoever. I think that most people just expect that they are just as safe on an exchange as they are elsewhere. So it's going to be interesting to see if the pit picks up any volume. And if you start to see a trend of exchanges trying to co-locate their, or, or high-frequency traders trying to, to co-locate their servers near these on-premise types of exchanges in the future. In other news, we had more crypto, blockchain, whatever we want to call them, people back in Congress, back in front of the government today, where we had Circle's CEO, Jeremy Allaire, talking to... Uh, a number of regulators, there were additional folks in the industry on the plus side and the negative side uh, in front of regulators today. And one of the interesting things that we had Coinbase, or excuse me, Coindesk bring up and writing an article about was a US Senator saying, I don't think you've persuaded anyone that crypto actually democratizes or in improves financial inclusion. And I think that it's it brings up an interesting point because if you're if you're realistic about a lot of the things that happen in, in crypto right now, a lot of the goal that is discussed is you know we're going to democratize financial access, we are going to improve financial inclusion, we're going to save the world, we're going to solve world hunger, we're going to cure cancer, whatever it might be. Um, that might not all be true, or might be true, but. The interesting part, and I think the interesting thing about cryptocurrency in general right now, and a lot of the technology, there's kind of two sides of the coin. Number one, there is a real possibility and real potential for the, the technology that's being built today to vastly improve and uh, I think increase the quality of, of life for a number of people around the globe. I, I don't have any doubt about that, whether it is from the Bitcoin side of the house where people point to you know, having a, a hard money like Bitcoin where you know the inflation rate, you know uh, the inflation schedule, the government's not gonna print more of it and you're not gonna run out of it, whatever it might be, uh, whether it's the Bitcoin side of the house or whether it might be something on the Ethereum side of the house or the quote unquote DeFi space where you have the ability to deposit money into something like compound finance and maybe earn 7, 10, 15% yield on a stable coin like a USDC or a DAI. That could potentially democratize 
savings and access uh, and a store of wealth to a lot of different people as well. But on the other end of the spectrum, there are still risks associated with that. And you also have kind of this problem in some cases of you have these, I think, successful people that come from the tech industry, that come from the financial industry, basically that have these kind of first world ideals trying to solve for third world problems. And, you know, when it does come down to it, yes, there are people in San Francisco and yes, there are people in New York City that know the, you know, the, the issues and the problems that people in the third world are absolutely facing. And some people are really doing incredible things to, to fight that. Uh, and then there are also some people that are just kind of piggybacking uh, on top of those issues for personal enrichment and for personal kind of well-being. So while the Congress, you know, Congress might say, I don't think you're doing anything to actually uh, support financial inclusion and to to help these individuals. I think part of that is true. I don't think we're, we're there yet. But at the same point in time, you can see not necessarily glimmers, but I think you can see real aspects of, of hope for this industry to actually support the the needs of, of folks in a variety of situations. Like again, like I said, whether that is uh, a store of, of value like Bitcoin, whether that's access to quote unquote decentralized finance tools that are being built on Ethereum, could be across the board. There are really incredible things that are being built and continue to, to show value to individuals in the third world, let's say. However, I think the biggest issue kind of always continues and remains the on and off ramp aspect of things. Once you're in the cryptocurrency ecosystem, it's really not that hard to leverage a lot of these components. However, getting somebody into the cryptocurrency ecosystem is a lot easier said than done. How do they get their own native currency into the ecosystem? How do they get cryptocurrency back into their native currency if they want to? There are a lot of problems that are, are being tackled and I think people obviously recognize those, but there are still massive challenges uh, when it does come down to that. And here we have our man, the CEO of Ripple, Brad Garlinghouse, talking to Bloomberg, or talked to Bloomberg in the past day or so. And I thought it was interesting because he essentially went as far to call Facebook arrogant for the way that they've approached things. And I myself, a lot of you guys know this, but I myself am no major fan of the way Facebook conducts business. I am no major fan of the way in which they approach privacy and, and care for their users in general. However, I think Ripple calling Facebook arrogant a day after Ripple took out a full page advertisement in the newspaper exclaiming that all cryptocurrencies are not the same and saying that you know not everybody is trying to overtake the US dollar and basically throwing a lot of people, a lot of other crypto assets under the bus and trying to separate themselves as like the legit cryptocurrency. I think that is the ultimate, ultimate irony. And I think kind of a little bit insulting to a lot of other people. Um, and it just kind of gives me the chuckles that Facebook is, is so arrogant, but, but Ripple who has sold over a billion dollars of, of XRP essentially to to institutional buyers and to retail over time. We've seen that value drop in the past year and a half. Saying that as as arrogant is that's that's the ultimate irony to me. And I think that I don't know. Would love would love your thoughts on it. But Ripple CEO coming out and saying Facebook is is arrogant. Eh, 
I'm not a big fan of that one. And a lot of you guys have been maybe wondering how things have been going with Proof of Talent and how things have been looking from an industry standpoint with hiring. Well, number one, uh, things have been going extremely, extremely well with Proof of Talent. Uh, the client demand has been fantastic. I've been onboarding a new client basically every single week to the point where I'm actually hiring internally as well for a full-time experienced technical recruiter. So if you are listening right now and you happen to be a technical recruiter uh, that is working preferably in New York, but really anywhere in the US, uh, but if you are a technical recruiter, you have experience in recruiting and you want to help me build proof of talent, hiring a full-time salaried position with commission and equity in the business. So we'd love to hear from you. Uh, but in addition to that, like I said, demand across the industry has been really, really strong. I've had a lot of fantastic conversations with companies that have been growing uh, as well as with candidates. So if you happen to be looking for a new role, if you are a software engineer, uh, I would love to speak with you. you. Have a number of opportunities really throughout the U.S. right now, but Boston, New York, and San Francisco primarily, as well as as some remote roles. So definitely reach out whether you're a front end engineer, JavaScript, React, whatever it might be, back end, C plus plus, Java, Go, uh, full stack. I don't care. Would love to talk to you about that. And again, if you are interested in working with me to build this company, um, I think we're we're really going places. So I'm pretty pretty stoked. Uh, about what we've seen. But outside of that, guys, really looking forward to bringing you some additional content here in the near future. Make sure to hit that thumbs up button, like button. Crypto Bobby signing out. Hope you have a good one. Peace.